gypsy woman told my mother Before I was born She said you got a boy child coming And if they would have filmed it and we would have watched it 20 years later, it would have been your father's favorite movie. <laughs> Speaking of which, welcome. Speaking of which, welcome to your father's favorite movies. This is Chase Crawford. Uh, I'm Kai Holland. I'm Derek Julian. I'm Dakota Glenn. And we just watched Roadhouse, 1989. Patrick Swayze. It's a good year. Yeah, which is a fantastic movie. Uh, I've seen it multiple times. I know Derek has seen it multiple times. Dakota has seen it. Kai. Uh, this is my first viewing. Let's go ahead and give I, us the rundown, not, baby. Evidently, this was not my father's favorite movie because he's introduced me to most of the movies I've seen. and Yeah, I, I don't think this is his wheelhouse. But, um, uh, we man, what a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it doesn't fit the podcast. We should No, No, no it, it, it totally fits the podcast. The, the, the niche for the podcast, for those who are just tuning in, uh, we're reviewing movies that your dad, the general dad, probably thought was pretty cool back in the day, um, and giving a fresh generational perspective to that. But um, Roadhouse, I wish you would think they would put more fight scenes in a movie about a bar, right? I don't. I don't <laughs> think. Ten, I don't think ten was enough. <laughs> you, you wanted more? Is I just that a felt like I was, like what are these scenes with people talking like? <laughs> It should have just been one whole fight the entire movie. I bet it. I bet it was a struggle for the directors to like think of dialogue. They're like, "Fuck! Like uh. we have thirty seconds to fill before another fight scene. What are we gonna do? What do people say between <laughs> when they're throwing punches? Yeah, they, they they talk about how they're gonna throw more punches. That's the whole movie. Yeah. In between the fight scenes, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna get into a fight later." <laughs> <laughs> like that's what the whole movie is. Yeah. Jake. Jake had a, he did a good job. Uh, where he's been doing a. Jake isn't here this time, but uh, yeah. he's God been doing a good soul. job God of uh, keeping track of kill count and using it as like a plot, um, a plot keeper as we like move our way through the movie. And we're, as we were watching, we were like, well, nobody seems to be dying, but there seems to be fights Dude, pretty they, consistently through the movie. Maybe we should just count based on that. <laughs> there was a lot of violence. Uh, death count remained pretty stagnant at zero up until the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And then it, it really took off. Patrick Swayze on a rampage. Man, <laughs> and I suppose unless you count uh, Swayze's initial kill, which happened before the movie, right? Happened. Yeah, right. and I'm no, not you sure don't, you don't count. You don't count. I, I think we should set a precedent right now. Any kills that any kills that happen before the movie don't count in the kill. So it's yeah. got, got to be in the movie. Yeah, yeah. you have to okay. see yeah, dead absolutely. body on screen. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise you could you could count the Holocaust for every movie. Yeah. Well, just to play devil's advocate, the <laughs> I was uh, going to count that for Roadhouse. <laughs> that was a big plot point in this movie. It was a Holocaust. It's the best. No, well, well, well and that's movie. I think that's actually a good point. So the devil's advocate there is that uh, the that death is central to his character. So it's like it is. Uh, it is, but it doesn't to tell the, the story of the movie. So th- I'm just and again just playing devil's advocate. The... If you want to call that rule, I don't mind if we stick to that. What do you guys think? I think that's a good rule. It has because it's not in the movie. The, I agree. We'll, we'll watch it in the movie. Yeah, it should happen in the movie. Yeah. All right. So, Kai, what happens in the movie? I mean, like, uh, start us off. Like, what what are we working with here? Well, uh, all right. So, the, the the main character in the movie is Patrick Swayze's character, Dalton. And Dalton is just the coolest guy. 
Women want to be with them. World <laughs> Men want to be with them. I want to be with them. I'm a I man. Wanna and I'm a man, and I want to be. With them. I saw his his naked ass was on screen, and it was amazing. There's I thought myself, <laughs> I found myself being. I honest. wouldn't mind if we just talked about that for two hours. Yeah. His naked ass. Well, the main car- the main bad guy wanted his ass on a mantle at the end. He even <laughs> said it. Yeah, I, I have the quote right here. Uh, I see you found your way to my trophy room, Dalton. <laughs> Missing is your ass. <laughs> your ass. <laughs> your ass. Uh, Brad Wesley. That's great. Dude, Christopher uh, Walken would have been was a absolutely killer. phenomenal in this movie. He would have been a killer villain in the movie. Oh yeah, he could have played. I, w- I would love to do a, a recast later of who, who we <laughs> yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, oh, a recast would be kind of fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. I wonder, was there alternative casting? Uh, uh, only one that I found. Okay. Guess we can cover that when when you're ready for it. Yeah, or do you want to do, you do it now? Right now. Uh, so right. so Kelly Lynch, she plays Doc. She's the doctor that uh, stitches him up on after his first knife fight at the bar. And uh, initially, Annette Benning was cast. Mm. Um, Haven't heard that name in a while. But she actually got fired for lack of chemistry with Patrick Swayze. Wow. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. So Kelly Lynch got hired, and she just jumped in and was just. Perfect on screen. I gotta say, their chemistry felt pretty. Yeah, it felt good. It was pretty good. It, it yeah. felt yeah. like a real, uh, you know, some sex was really happening. Yeah, but uh, Annette so Bening's career tears, really. Uh, hey, I'm in support. Was was Pat, was Patrick Swayze the guy from day one, or were there, were there other options? Uh, you know, there there wasn't a ton of like background background info on that. Like, I watched a bunch of interviews and stuff like that. So he's probably. He, it seems like they're probably writing the like, dirty dancing. We're gonna, gonna we're gonna make this yeah, movie. Like bring him in. Yeah. Oh, yep. He's down. Let's go. Have you guys who, seen who? Dirty Dancing? Yeah. Because yeah. it came out yes. right before this movie is like riding the coattails of Patrick Swayze hype from Dirty Dancing. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> they even uh, made one of the taglines. So the the second oh, yeah. tagline of the movie is the dancing's over. Now it gets dirty. <laughs> That's so funny because Dirty Dancing was just a smash hit in theaters. I, I don't, They're I don't think I've ever seen smash. that where it like references the, another movie. That'd be like uh, Leo DiCaprio after Titanic, and he says like "Man in the Iron Mask," and he's like, uh, "There's more room on that door." <laughs> yeah, this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think? Do you think Titanic Patrick? Pump. Do you think Patrick Swayze was the perfect person for I, this role, or would you? Would there be anybody else who would? If, fill if it? I could have Patrick Swayze in every movie, I would okay. do it. I would say that Patrick Swayze played Dalton like Arnold Schwarzenegger played the Terminator. Okay, like He's yeah. the they were, role. it was meant for the role. Totally. Yeah. Well, if you could recast, who would who would you who would you pick? Dave Swayze, his brother. <laughs> 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 That's a good question, yeah. though. That's fun. Uh, no, if uh, I could, if I could uh, recast, eighties actor, someone. Ooh, I mean. <laughs> To stick um, to the 80s it has to be a frame, perfect. Uh, uh, the thing about Patrick Swayze's character in this movie, why he's so good, is he's you know he's tough and macho, but he's not. He's also sensitive. got a very you need a he's sen- sensitive, you need a sensitive he's got, arty guy. And, yeah. Yeah. Like that's why he's so he's so attractive. Is like he has both. He's he's a warrior, but he's got a sauce. So. You're right. We Go- were, you Goldblum. Go- I'm going Jeff Goldblum. I used to. I think Steven Seagal would have like you in prison. <laughs> well, that's in Jimmy's prison. line, though. That's a Jimmy line. Um. But what Derek was talking about, like we were saying that through the movie, this is the perfect, like uh, Patrick Swayze created his own niche character because he's this guy who's totally yeah. more masculine, more macho than every other guy in the movie in like a testosterone, like pump movie. But he doesn't like but, to show it off. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he's above it all. And he has a sensitive, like he's into spirituality and like martial arts and, he's, and meditation. And he's got this whole like philosophy or he, 
he majored in philosophy at NYU. <laughs> yeah, he got a degree <laughs> in philosophy. Yeah. Got a degree. And so, so that whole character is very, like, e- you can't separate that from Patrick Swayze. But if you were to recast it, maybe maybe cool, Keanu Reeves could have done it? Yeah. Maybe, I yeah. Know, I, no, I, think I don't think Keanu Reeves not, has really? a range. He wouldn't have done a good job it's with it. certainly not Ke- a young I don't know, Keanu Reeves. Right, he doesn't have Keanu, the, 80s like Keanu Reeves muscles. wasn't like manly, manly, you know what I mean? No, he was kind of like a boo You know, what was that movie that they did? Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. He was very Bill and Ted back then. I mean, like, do you think that if they had cast Kurt Russell... That we we Kurt Russell, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's what that's I'd a say. good one. Yeah. That's yeah. what I see. Kurt Russell playing that, yeah. 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 Would, would we even know the difference? You know, I can see Kurt Russell. Yeah, uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell's Russell not as good looking. He doesn't, doesn't have, have as good of an ass. Inside, he's more of like a man's man. That's but, true. Yeah. Um, I think Steven Seagal would have made the movie more of a joke, but I think <laughs> I would have enjoyed it more. I, so Roadhouse is sort of famous for having flopped. Uh, so really? so yeah. budget for it was about fifteen million. U.S. box office was only thirty million. Um, so which with the advertising and stuff, it's which it's especially after coming off of Dirty Dancing, they thought they were gonna you know get a sixty, seventy, hundred million dollar movie out of this, and they didn't. Dang. Wow. Uh, well, which it's rated R. Patrick Swayze then was like he he ended up not doing Predator Two and not doing was it Die Hard was the other one. There's another movie that he didn't do because he was like oh, I'm gonna do this one, and then he ended up hurting his knee in that fight scene. Oh, in this Which movie? had already been hurt, so he was like he ended up having to take time off until we get to Ghost in '92. Nah, that's 90s. the thing about movies too is that like oftentimes the stuff off screen influences all kinds of w- like ways that the movie maybe didn't make it as big as it could or Wait. maybe did. You know, yeah, the he, stuff in the, he in the background. Down Predator Two and Die Hard to do this movie. Well, he turned down Predator Two, and I believe it was Die Hard that uh, his knee wasn't healthy what enough was it, to do it. Who was he supposed to be in Die Hard? Probably um, the main guy. Bruce Willis's guy? Yeah, yeah McLean. Well, I don't know. I think it turned out better. <laughs> well, there, there was a lot of people. Bruce Willis was not anywhere close to the first guy. No, absolutely not. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was, yeah, he was knew, like I the seventh that. guy or something Swayze like that. Was. There was a bunch of different people that came through, and then like and like Swayze like, was hurt, so he's like, oh, you so know, like, I can't he, do it. Swayze's obviously like a huge movie star, but like I feel like he could have been bigger. than I feel like he could have like gotten to that like Tom Cruise, Arnold Schwarzenegger what? level I, of... Fame movie star. We were talking never about. Really got to. We were talking about that in the Point Break podcast because in four years in a row is eighty-eight, uh, Dirty Dancing, eighty-nine Roadhouse, ninety Ghost, ninety-one Point Break. He's after that, like, he's like a banger after banger. After that, what? Like, there's not not much. But I guess I didn't realize that Roadhouse wasn't a financial success. Right. Uh, it, it 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 was sort of like a cult classic. It didn't really do that well. People kind of forgot about it, and then. The people that saw it and loved it were like, "This is the greatest movie ever," and continued to watch it, and yeah. and it yeah. became like a, a cable TV, st- like st- you know, uh, stalwart or whatever. That's interesting. You know? Which is funny because if you watch it on cable, it's not good because <laughs> they take out all the awesome, all the stuff. titties. Oh my god, all there the was more titties shown than fights, <laughs> and they were amazing titties too, dude. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. See, the '80s, like the look of like '80s, the '80s like woman. Mm-hmm. Although it's absolutely amazing, it's not quite my my, fa- my ideal look, and I was very impressed. Oh, the, all the women here are they smoking. were they were Every smoking. Single girl. I, no, I dropped my ridiculous nurses. idea like, there, and like, I was like, like yes. I said, I've been to Missouri. Not what they look. Like. <laughs> not what they fucking look like at all. Yeah, but have you been to Missouri in the late '80s? <laughs> I don't think it was much better. <laughs> <laughs> like they showed a lot of titties, a if, lot. If. Uh, 
if we were to rewatch the movie, I would want to keep a stopwatch and measure the amount of time that passes before we get either a fight scene or a, or a, titty a naked titty. Yeah. And I oh. bet it wouldn't be longer than three minutes. You're probably right. Yeah, well, we were, we were talking while we watched the movie. Uh, it's like this this movie's split up into three categories that kind of cycle over and over. It's like tender, nice moment, fight scene, sex scene, tender, nice moment. But it's like fight the, scene, the tender titties. The tender, nice moment is the se- like the sex scene and the tender, nice moment are combined. It's not there's not no really because like, there's yeah. moments of him like doing tai chi and the. Mm. You know, the other farmer but, guy but is yeah. like, like, oh, this is weird. Even, well, even that guy was turned on by Patrick Swayze. That's oh, true. Yeah. Watching yeah. him doing his tai chi. Yeah, yeah you could see his boner right through his beard. No, he was. there was one scene when he was doing the tai, tai chi, he was very aroused. aroused. He was aroused. Yeah. He was but, like, God, it's such a beautiful no, I, in man. All series, what was that supposed to suggest when the old guy's just watching <laughs> Patrick Swayze shirtless? shirtless no, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's uh, expressing admiration. He's he's just like, man. Like, what a beautiful like, this man. Is, this is a man that I wish I could have been when I was a youth. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Or, or I wish I could be inside right now. That's what he, that's <laughs> yeah. what he really meant. Yeah, yeah. more likely. Yeah. Um, all right, so so so, going so maybe the reason that all the hot women were there is because this was actually filmed in mainly New Hall, Valencia, California. Hey, up right in Santa in Clarita. California. Yep. Hey. Uh, a lot of it was filmed in Canyon Country, which is you know Santa Clarita adjacent. And then uh, the monster truck scene, where he smashes. <laughs> we're we're like fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like ridiculous. nine cars in this showroom. Yeah. Uh, that was in Reedley, California, and that scene alone cost five hundred thousand dollars to shoot. Totally worth it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> all those nice new Fords that they smashed. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I've seen a scene that's like like more that out of Ford field than that scene. D- yeah, that's it's, a it's absolutely ridiculous. It no I know sense. we're gonna cruise the Vista. <laughs> it was like, it was like, it was like the whole entire movie was like, like. Inside this bar, right? It was inside this bar the whole time. All the fights, all the conflicts were inside this bar or outside yeah. like, in the parking lot, right? And then they're like, we're going to do a car dealership. We're going to bring a monster truck. Like It didn't make any fucking sense <laughs> which, to the plot at all. Which just ties – thank you for segueing me right into my next thing. So <laughs> there's no cops in this movie until mm. the very, very, very yeah. end. It didn't even look yeah. like cops either. I no, liked, yeah, he I had, liked this. So, so he had like, like a loose t-shirt and a badge. He's like, fuck, so what's going on, dude? Like, shit. So there's, like, there's a massive the list. I forgot, I forgot to set my alarm. What fucking, what <laughs> happened? Seven people are dead? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, so there's a there's a laundry list of inexplicables in this movie. Mm. And, and so, <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to start with, uh, with, with the bar. So pretty much everybody has a knife on them. So many knives were pulled in this movie. Yeah, and and they don't really explain it, which is why I have it under Inexplicables. But you can kind of chalk it up to Missouri. You know, you're going to skin a rabbit, hit on the side of the road, I don't know. Uh, But yeah, so everybody has a a knife. There's basically no cops. So, I I mean, really, even when they're in New York at the very, very beginning of the movie, and he's at the nightclub, and he gets stabbed by this guy. Oh, he just wanted to try you, Dalton. And he stabs him, and he's, like, stitching himself up in the back. There are no cops in that scene. They just, like, throw the guy out, like, whatever, no big deal. Yeah. Then they he goes to Missouri, and immediately there's, like, I mean, bodies are flying. Their glass is breaking. Their hell is breaking <laughs> loose. There's a cage around the band to protect them from all the bottles. Classic flying. Roadhouse I bar. I detail, the cage in front of the band, which, just which to show how shit the place was. Right, but but again, like inexplicable. Like, why are there just bottles flying <laughs> through the air? How many people are throwing bottles at the band? Yeah, and they're the nicest band ever, too. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, right. Great fuck, band. Fuck that great blind guy. One of the guys is that blind. blind piece of shit. <laughs> it's the, the, the Jeff Heedley band, and Jeff Heedley oh. is actually blind, and and he wow. acted in that movie as a blind man. I think he did a, a terrible performance as a blind man. <laughs> Absolutely horrible performance as a blind man. Well, Unbelievable. I, I think if you didn't know that he was blind, I would think that you'd he be was like, "That's a horrible performance." Absolutely. But because you know that he's blind, you're like, "Wait, he actually couldn't see him while his eyes were looking really bad." That's you know? funny, yeah, because like an actor would be like uh, Ray Charlesing it the entire time and like have the, his shade Thank or whatever. You. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. He's really blind. Yeah, but he's just actually blind, and they just kind of—they don't even really talk about it. He, in fact, the only time they mention it is when they insult him. (laughs) Said Dalton sneaks up on him, and he's like, "Play guitar pretty good for a small, skinny white boy, or small, skinny blind white boy." (laughs) And then he's like, "Yeah, and I thought you'd be bigger." Yeah, (laughs) which is a a, a reoccurring reoccurring quote. Uh, So there's also a lot of sexual assault going on in this bar. Completely Man. unchecked. Yeah, I wrote down uh, this is this is the last taste I would the last place I would ever want to take my girlfriend. <laughs> Just because oh like I, I'm not gonna be able to def- defend a woman's honor at this place. <laughs> <laughs> like there's too much testosterone and, and uh, sexual assault. <laughs> uh, so so another good and inexplicable is the karate shirt tucked into his jeans. Yeah, the so like he, he has he like had, a white he had, like, shirt the kimono kind of like is that what you would call it? I don't know. I get. I mean, it's it looks kind of like a kimono, ca- kimono or, like a or jacket, it was like a short sleeve like kimono tucked into his 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 jeans. Yeah, and yeah. it's to make him yeah. look like a karate master, but he's like just a regular guy. Is yeah. the only? Re- I mean, it's inexplicable. You know. What's <laughs> also inexplicable is like, so he's a bouncer at a nightclub, but like he he moves all the way across the country, and they're like, "Holy shit, dude, that's Dalton!" Like, why would they? Why, oh yeah, how did they know who it was? Why would they World know? Famous. Yeah. Like what? What? What bouncer is world famous? Yeah. So the uh, even the if he he killed, they said he killed one guy previous. But even if he killed one guy, like they're not gonna know. Like someone so from New like, York, a bouncer from New York, Charles killed. Manson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the owner of the bar, you gotta think that he's like at least a little bit interested in who the best bouncers are, right? So he's he's talking to other owners and his connections in New York, like who's the best, right? You know? And he keeps getting the name Wade Garrett, but he's like, ah, but that guy's getting old, man. That guy's like, you know, they they constantly make jokes at him as the old man. He's 50. Is that Sam Elliott? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is funny because Sam Elliott has played that same character for like 30 plus years, you know. So it's like, it's like, it's not that weird that all these bar owners are talking about who the most fucking badass guy is. And he's not really a bouncer either. He's a cooler. <laughs> Which is really just a bouncer, but just a little bit cooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, uh... There was something I noticed about the movie too. Um, each uh, good character had their equal bad character. So like Patrick Swayze and the guy with the blue shirt that knew Jimmy. the karate oh, just yeah, as well, with the knife in his boot, yeah. they were the equal of each other. They were the yeah. opposite mm. of each no, other. No, 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 that guy wasn't the equal. The equal was Jimmy with the cross in his earring. The guy but, who uh, fucked people like Patrick well, like so prison. the guy he ripped his throat out at the end. Wh- who, who was that guy? That's Jimmy. So that's that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. so so the, the guy in, in the blue shirt with the. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A different dude. There that's the monster truck guy. That's the guy I'm talking about. Though. Yeah, yeah, like the guy who he rips his throat at the end. That's Patrick Swayze's opposite equal character. Right. Then there's uh, Elizabeth, the main girl, Doc. The, the doctor. And, and the, Denise, and the, the, the whore. blonde. The stripper. Yeah. They're, they're, they're two yeah, equal the, the, opposite characters. The daughter characters. Of, of Wesley. You have yeah. the uh, bar the, owner, the good the good owner, and the bad mafia, basically, yeah, that, the leader. Guy. Brad yeah. Wesley. So each, each like important character had an opposite character 
to counterweight their good and evil. Who is the opposite of Tinkle? Uh, the other big, the big uh, oh, yeah, guy they had in the a red big shirt. Oh, yeah, the guy, too. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. on the good side, yeah. yeah. Dude, good point. Yeah, so they had, like, opposite characters for each of the important wow, characters, yeah. Uh, you think what, that was intentional? What's kind of, yeah, I think it totally is. So Derek's touching on something nice here, uh, because the director also put all the good guys in primary colors. Mm. Or, or, so, or I think put everybody in primary colors. So, like, all the bar staff is in red, so yeah. you can easily identify them as bar staff. They're right, red. Right, Whereas the bad guy comes in his big blue shirt. And it's like as soon as he steps out of the car or monster truck, <laughs> uh, you you know who that guy is. Yeah. Like you're not gonna lose him in the scene. He yeah. always has so got his little medallion, you know. Yeah, and yeah. they tried to make each character like we want to make sure they're able to pop in every scene, whether or not you're paying attention. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they made it pretty easy too. So smart. Um. Uh, some more inexplicables. Uh. A taxidermied polar bear gets a kill. <laughs> well, almost. Well, almost no, no, no. He he survives. Dude, that but was that's that's the last so line of dumb. the movie. Is uh, <laughs> is a as a stuffed polar bear fell on me. That's the last line of the entire movie. Which we rewinded and went back to confirm that it's true. It's true. Yeah. The last line of Roadhouse is a stuffed polar bear fell on top of me. Well, and the Jeff yeah. Heatley band's gonna walk you out, everyone. And hey, how did this movie bomb? I don't understand. Um, yeah, no, Tinkle's reaction to a polar bear falling on him. He had a lip quiver. He decided to shoot the polar bear, yeah. and then he fell over himself. He put no effort into moving. He was like, he had a lot of time. That polar he bear had, was falling for 40 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> he had 15 seconds. He's like, should I, I, should I move or should I pop off 12 rounds into the polar <laughs> <Yeah>. bear? <laughs> the bullets just stopped him in the midair. Knowing that it was coming, I counted it out loud, and it, really? was, and it was 10 seconds. That's I counted insane. it. How, how many shots did you get off That's on like the That's like Austin Powers with a steamroller scene. Yeah, yeah. No! <laughs> I like how, it, like... Um, I've been studying a little bit of uh, like screenwriting lately, and one of the things uh, James Cameron, the guy who made Terminator and a lot of other of these great films, was Titanic. Like, like Titanic. Avatar. Anyway, he he was saying something about like you know it's important to try and set the the tone, like what the theme is and the plot is of the movie early, like very early in the movie, and the main character like make the conflict easy to understand quick. And it was funny because in the first scene. You know, there's a fight going on in the bar, right? And you meet Patrick Swayze's character. He's yeah. this, he's above it all, but he'll he'll Clearly he'll reach in at just so. the right you know amount. Cooler. And like the plot gets set immediately when a new the new owner walks in. And he's like, "I've got a bar. I need a guy to help man my bar. I want you to." And like the very next scene, he's at the new place. But yeah, the but other the, the other bar owner comes in to check on him, and yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, "It's just a scratch. I'm out of here." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. It, to your point, in the first scene, he also sets the rules that he talks about later. Right. Right. Yeah. Where he's like, step them outside, be nice to them, whatever, whatever. Because remember, yeah. like, they, yeah. start a, they yeah. start a conflict inside, and then he brings them out, and then they want to fight outside, and he just retreats back inside. By the way, they pick his... He would later break that rule at least four times. I started keeping. <laughs> oh track. no, he did not follow the rule. He, he after that, he didn't follow the rule. At least four fights inside yeah. after he set that rule. So what? What were the three rules again? It was. Don't uh, talk about Fight Club. It was, it no, was no, no, always no. the the first it was rule. Pop the top off. <laughs> <laughs> pop the top off. Punch the first guy you see in the face. Now these, this was a good scene. Like it, it's like lays out his philosophy and why he's so cool. But I, I, what was the and, rules? And, yeah. So, so the first rule was, uh, fuck, 
Oh, uh, to expect the unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Don't underestimate it. Anybody. Was expect yeah. the unexpected. Know your enemy. Take it outside. Which is like some yeah. sun shoe art of worship. Take it outside. Yeah. Third rule: be nice. Be nice. And be nice. Dur- during that monologue, yeah. he like when he was telling all the bar staff like what to do, he had a great quote where like one of the guys is like. What what if he calls like, your mom a whore? Yeah, what, and he's like, is she a whore? <laughs> <laughs> well, is she? <laughs> and then he gets pissed. That guy's yeah. like, motherfucker. But yeah, his, his she's so, a whore. <laughs> so his three his three rules are expect the unexpected, take it outside, like be nice. like try don't fight inside the bar, and then be nice. unless absolutely necessary. Be nice when you're extracting the people. So but th- after that after that scene, he's just like. Bunch of people in the face whenever he like insulting them. Yeah, they did take it outside a few times, so I guess they followed that rule a yeah. little bit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Although the, the yeah. first time I pointed out that he wasn't following that rule, Derek yeah. pointed out that well, the guy did pull a, knife. pull a knife. It was absolutely yeah. necessary. It's like, well, okay, so he is following rules. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's on point because it is necessary. You know, someone's gonna pull a knife. Yeah. You can't just be like, let's go outside and be nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, what are you gonna just get stabbed and be like, oh shoot, we're we'll nice. take it outside. Yeah. It's like you look great tonight, pussy, and punch him in the face. Also, to <laughs> be clear, the the final rule is is uh, be nice until it's time to not, not be, be nice. nice. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Which I don't even have that written down. I just, you know. That's a good line. Well, like, the plot thickens, too. So, like, it starts out being about, like, there's this, there's a, you know, this famous, you know, you know guy, um, bouncer who gets hired for cooler. a job at a bar. He's a cooler. But really, it becomes less about the bar and more about the whole town by the middle of the movie when he, yeah. you know, he starts kicking ass and his yeah. name gets spread across town. And then, like, the conflict between the bad guys becomes more serious than just the bar conflict. Now you're messing with the head honcho in the town. And it and it, it creates this bigger problem. Messing with like the general store and you stuff. Guys, right? Have you guys seen the movie Shane, the old western movie Shane? Uh, so this movie reminded me of like a formula from the western times, where there's this lawless town. There's no law established right. in the town, and some guy comes in and he has to play the sheriff or like the you know the head authority, and he's protector over these like um, you know people that are being taken advantage of by. Uh, you know this this big rancher who has yeah. guys that he can hire to like shoot up and you know take property. Right. And there's no law, and he's the guy who has to like establish order. Sort of like wider, but right. It's, yeah. it's it's very like good, the bad, the ugly. Where he's not he's not a good guy necessarily. Yeah. He's the new sheriff in town. He's the new sheriff in town, but he's not necessarily like proven. Like yet. he's yeah. Like he's got to prove. I, I don't want to say an antihero, but he's he's like r- rough and rugged and not necessarily a nice guy. But he's yeah p- putting well, the, a law down that. I mean, in, in those movies, the conflict is, like, he his philosophy is, like, oh, you need violence in order to establish order. And then there's, right. like, a female character. It's like, no, I'm, like, a, you know, I'm a Quaker. I'm a pacifist. And then they have to, like, yeah. But, it, yeah, it just reminded me of those old Western movies about, like, the lawless town and the new sheriff. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it, it shows, like, Patrick Swayze's character, too. Like, he's got this internal conflict because, you know, um, his – the – I would call him like the um who's someone who's like you look up to as your mentor the the other bouncer the older guy what's oh his? yeah mentor that yeah, uh, yeah Wade Garrett Wade Garrett played yeah. by yeah. Sam Elliott yeah so like you know he comes into town when the conflict gets rough the mm. the mentor comes to town to like help him through the struggle and, and he even tries to fight his mentor right yeah because <laughs> at one point his mentor is trying to calm him down and he's just yeah. training he's just in the, against a two by four yeah. in the barn yeah. Yeah. he's just punching a two by four in the in the face it's so like Swayze has to prove himself you know like that's why it's so important that he beats the main bad guy he's got to step up to the plate it's not about the money anymore it's more about like no I must defeat you know the bad guy I can't lose and, and prove myself you know 
worthy of yeah of that. Yeah, I think he even tells Doc like I can't lose. Yeah. 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 She's like, "What are you gonna win?" Yeah. And he rips a guy's throat out. That was yeah. a he wins a trachea. I didn't realize. <laughs> I like why that move. Like why would the he throat rip? The re- reach for the, the guy throat pulled rip a gun. Out. There's something so dirty <laughs> he knew about that. He knew, that. Well, because if you pull, so Derek, you pull the trachea out. <laughs> essentially, you would know if you pull both, if you both your, your out, jugular you veins right. are right there, spraying blood. So like, yeah, you're you're gonna bleed out. You're gonna die in six seconds. I just like, didn't realize no that what. he was trained, you know, to do that. He did it fairly easily. <laughs> yeah, he did it. He's done it before. It was almost like the five they finger talk about it all uh, movie. exploding heart technique. Yeah, from Kill, Kill Bill, Bill 2. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like. <laughs> so a, cu- a couple other quick unexplicables, uh, which we kind of already brushed up on them. Uh, explosions for every fire. Oh, yeah. So instead of fire oh, anywhere, yeah. it's just like, boom. Multiple explosions. Like the, uh, this little Big hardware explosions. store filled with C4. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and it would, and then like his all the cars, like he jumps the the cart and it flips and like it like barely hits something, doesn't even fully land and it just explodes on the spot. <laughs> and then they're like, let's pull open the car door and see if he's in there. No, he's not in there. He, <laughs> he sent a message. He used the murder weapon to yeah. stick down the wow. gas. Sending a message. Uh, the other inexplicable is all right. So it's actually a question: Is Dalton the first name or his last name? I think it's it's like Prince, just Dalton. That's his whole name. <laughs> Man, I didn't even think about that. I think that. it's his last name. So the answer is it's his last name. Yeah. On his medical documents that he shows yeah. at the hospital, you can see his first name is James. Nice. James Dalton. James Dalton. And, yeah. and uh, she, the doc even makes a comment about that. She's like, you just bring your medical records around with you? And it's like, <laughs> saves time. <laughs> Well, that gives his character more depth, yeah. too, when it's like, no, he's got a first he's name. He's been to the hospital so many times, he's got to bring his medical records. Well, he's like, ah, this would be easier. But, <laughs> like, the name, though, like, when like when people go by their last name, but then you get to hear oh, their oh, first name, the, it adds depth to their character a little bit. Like, oh, Bond. his real name is blah, blah, blah. James yeah. Bond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know how this movie, like, who came up with the plot? How it got made? No, it was actually, uh, so, so the plot is somewhat based on real life. Uh, which I think I wrote down somewhere. Uh, yeah, so it's based on an actual case in Missouri where local bad guy was killed in broad daylight. <laughs> and when <laughs> the police... throw ripped out? No, but when the police came uh, and investigated, nobody in the town saw anything. Oh, that's funny. Uh, how it goes in a small town. Yeah, that was yeah. funny at the end when they fucking, like... Every single person. anything? Every single person in the town shot the antagonist of the movie. Yeah. And then the cops Julius come and like, "What happened here?" And they're all like, "I didn't see anything." And the cops like, "Oh, whatever. That's fine." That's, That's right. how useless the cops yeah. are in this yeah. Missouri town is they don't show up <laughs> for the whole movie. Yeah. And they for do the whole movie. Shit. They're like, "Oh, well, nobody saw this murder. That's right in the house. So we're just gonna pack up." Several and go murders. Back to the There's several dead bodies in oh, the yeah. house too. Yeah. It's like, That's oh, what's going on here, guys? Oh, nothing. We're just kind of hanging out. That's how OJ got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see shit. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I didn't see shit either, man. <laughs> oh man, I wasn't even there. Do, who? Uh, what was your guys' favorite scenes? What was your favorite scene, Kai? Oh, jeez, um, I might have to think. Um, you guys have all seen them. Yeah, could you yeah. could you come back to me? Okay, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm yeah, I'm yeah. ready. Oh, whenever I'll do, I'll do some of my favorite my, quotes. So we, let's just go one at a time. Yeah, We're just okay, going right. in a circle. Okay. Uh, so one of my favorites is, is, uh, the big ass dude that we think we, we didn't actually check this, but we think it's uh, the guy from Moonraker that plays Jaws. Oh yeah. Double yeah. seven. 
a big ass dude. And so they're like beating up uh, Dalton in the back. They're like delivering the alcohol, which uh, it's Wesley's guys that are delivering, or they they like show up to the delivery and they like beat the shit out of uh, Dalton. And the big dude goes, "You want to fight, Dickless?" <laughs> <laughs> and <then laughs> Wade Garrett is like, "I sure ain't gonna show you my dick." <laughs> and then he whoops his ass. Hell yeah, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> Right, go um, ahead, Dakota. I I think um, my favorite quote ties in with my favorite scene, so I'll just okay, do both okay. at the same time. So when hi- him and the girl are in the barn, and then the old man's barn blows up, right? Yeah. So it blows oh, yeah. up, and they go to check on him, and they they drag Santa out of there, make sure that he's all right. And then the guy, what was his name? The 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 Brad bad guy? Wesley. The the bad guy with the the Brad earring. Wesley. Brad Wesley. So he drives out from behind one of the barns on on a dirt bike, right? And he stopped. Oh, no, so that's Jimmy. Yeah, that's Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so Jimmy, who blew up the, the old man's barn, drives from behind the barn. Obviously, he's the one who blew up the barn. He stops to turn and laugh at, <laughs> at the barn, where he's like, no! Dude, it was, <laughs> it's a great yes. Yes. Yeah. And then And then he takes off. Patrick Swayze, who's at least... 200 yards away, two football fields away from the dirt bike, manages to run down the dirt bike, tackle the guy. They have a fist fight by this, like, lake, this little pond. Yeah. And at one point, um, Jimmy gets Patrick Swayze in a headlock and says, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> which is which is not only my favorite line of this movie, it's my favorite line, and I'm not kidding, this is my favorite line of any movie ever. <laughs> this, movie, this is such a good fucking So it's, fucking uh, it's ridiculous. very well-timed. Oh, it's and so funny. Yeah. he says it yeah. so perfectly. And I'm going to be honest, I don't. when he's saying that, I don't think he's talking about consensual sex at all. I think he's talking oh, about no. rape. This is the <laughs> yeah. You think? <laughs> yeah, I think he's. I think he raped guys in prison. That's my yeah, interpretation. Oh yeah. I don't well, know how you guys feel. Well, well, he said he didn't say I make like, love to guys yeah. like you in prison. Because usually you ask yeah. in prison. You know, you. Like, I, I fall in love consent, with guys and we wait for months and months, and then I have sex with them in prison. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, I think yeah. he's talking about rape. I, think, I don't think it's consensual. <laughs> I think he's talking. So about he's having non-consensual sex with men in prison, and he he puts that to Patrick Swayze. Patrick is like, "Hey, that's not cool," and rips his throat out. Well, it actually does <laughs> fuck him up it. for yeah. a second. Like he yeah. says that, oh, yeah. and then he kind of he gets a couple shots in because yeah. like you can tell Swayze's like, "Jeez," and then there's one moment where he gets like thrown up against a tree, and his his backside is facing Jimmy, and yeah. you would think like you know Swayze turn around, this guy's gonna rape you. Like he just threatened to rape you, <laughs> but no, he kind of pauses against the tree and kind of like looks over his shoulder a little bit, and then he turns around, <laughs> and, he, and he turns around all dirty dancing style. You know, it's not just like a a turn around like like a wrestler getting ready to grapple. It's a turn around like oh right. You, I thought you said oh, <laughs> and then he grabs him on the throat and he's like yes, Dude, daddy, I, and then he rips then his then fucking. He his I ass did not see that throat <laughs> like him just pull. What he ripped the guy's throat yeah, out. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Oh, you didn't see that coming with, with the, for, the foreshadowing. Before, yeah. like, you can't do that no. in a movie. So I can't understand how this movie flopped. Like, if yeah. if it was 1989 and I walked into a theater and saw this movie, walk out of there, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, Patrick Swayze's the man. This is the best fucking movie I've ever seen." You'd go straight to a fucking Chuck E. Cheese and start a fight, dude. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. That's I think what I would it, do. It may have been harder for movies that were rated R to get 
a lot of money back then. I'm not sure because I know it was like a while before like a rated R movie yeah, started for to sure. get a big gross. Well, and also society wasn't really ready. It's not as desensitized in 1989 as it was now. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, there, there actually is something to be said about that. Quentin Tarantino, in a podcast that he did with Joe Rogan, talked about that, that like uh, yeah, America was ready for family movies. In the know, 80s, like that was a which is when it yeah. came out. And yeah. so it came out at the wrong time. And yeah, it kind of, totally. Yeah, yeah t- Tarantino was adamant that the 80s is the worst decade of I heard him say that, yeah. 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 Which I don't agree with, which, but which, I understand his points. But I, I understand his points because he basically says that like the 80s are so bad and so cheese that it creates the 90s film scene, yeah. which is the best, actual best film. It, his era yeah. was decade. a correction yeah. to the 80s. Yeah. 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 Interesting. D- Derek, did you have a favorite scene? Uh, so I was trying to think about it. Or favorite quote. Uh, so I did, my favorite quote was, <laughs> it was the... It was uh, the one that Dakota just burst out laughing at at the end <laughs> was the quote where like the final climactic oh, yeah. battle scene, Patrick Swayze loses his shit. He's tired of the bullshit and he goes on a murderous rampage, invades the main bad guy's property, kills all of his henchmen and posse. And right at the end, they're they're having this one on one and the they're in this trophy room made of all these taxidermy animals that the bad guy had collected and he's like you like my trophy room i have the actual quote What's the, yeah down. tell the quote yeah because um, i can't remember exactly what it was i see you found my trophy room dalton the only thing left that's missing is your ass your ass and his eyes flare up like he really wanted Dude. patrick swayze's ass but the best part about that well, was he's got a gleam in his eye he's got a gleam he has this gleam ass. but like the funniest part about it to me the reason why i like could not stop laughing was because in the earlier in the movie when there's a love scene with patrick swayze no, no, no it wasn't even the love scene it was in the beginning of the movie one of the uh, uh waitresses goes up to patrick swayze's loft and patrick swayze's just butt naked mm. and it just shows patrick swayze's ass Right there, so it was almost I'm like it sure comes the full circle down to his ass. It, as yeah, he moved. and I was impressed. I'm not yeah. ashamed to say Patrick so. Patrick was a ten in this movie. Yeah, an absolute oh, yeah. stud. But that's why the that's why the the, the line was so funny was because like it showed his ass earlier, and he's like, the only thing that's missing from my trophy room is your ass. <laughs> <laughs> your ass, so good. <laughs> that was my favorite line. My favorite uh. scene. I'm having a hard time putting my finger on it, but one that I really liked was. I actually really liked the love scene. Like, they yeah. took, like, forever to, like, you know, it ha- it happened, like, after a fight. So, like, Patrick Swayze, you know, breaks or he, he keeps his rule number two. He brings the fight out of the bar. And him and his guys are kicking some serious ass. Mm. Whooping the bad guys that came in the monster truck. And then his love interest, Elizabeth, shows up wa- to watch. And then she sees she him. It. And they go on, like, you know, they go on, like, a romantic adventure. <laughs> and, like, but... uh Dakota was mentioning too. It's like they are taking forever to, to like kiss. Like they're holding themselves in this romantic embrace. Yeah, he kind of like. Oh yeah, no, he no. Close, they, they have like, sex through the hole in his pants. He just right, right through. The, and right they didn't through, even up kiss against a brick first. wall. They they don't even kiss. But like it took them right. a while to get there. You know, like they had to sit there and like hold each other in a loving embrace and like look at each other like they're all sensitive. Like oh my god. <laughs> and then eventually they just decide. You know, what, we're not going to kiss. Just pull out your dick and pull did down. They, did they never face. kiss before the sex? They kissed. After okay, uh, she pulled his pants down. Yeah, no, better than uh, <laughs> better than Top Gun, I think, as far as sex scene. I don't know about that. Debatable. <laughs> uh, so, Kat, did you come up with a favorite scene or favorite quote? Yeah, no, I was thinking. Um, actually, the only experience I have watching this movie was when I was living with you guys, Derek and Chase, and uh, I was I like walked in and you guys were in the middle of watching Roadhouse. And uh, it was the scene, it was the first scene inside the Double Deuce 
bar where it hasn't been Patrick Swayze hasn't established the law yet and it's just a shit show. Uh, and it started with a guy that's like pimping out his girlfriend to like get 20 bucks for a guy to kiss her tits and he's like feeling her up. And then he's like, well, are you going to kiss him or not? He's like, I don't have 20 bucks. And then for some reason, everybody in the bar just starts brawling out and throwing beer can like in this, like the, the, uh, the cage and protecting the band from all the, like, it was just a great uh, tone setter, like, in, like to introduce you to the environment. And uh, Th- I was another, like, man, this is a crazy-ass movie. There's another good micro moment in that scene where, and it's like, uh, maybe I should have filed this under inexplicables, but guy, like, puts, like, $100 down on the table. Girl stabs the $100 with a knife. I think he was trying to buy a sex offer. And then he kicks her out of her chair oh, and yeah. knocks her on her ass, right and then the like a, a big fight ensues. Yeah, Patrick yeah. comes over and then he pulls the knife out, slashes Patrick in the. But it's like so so yeah. he pulls out a hundred dollars, puts it on the table. She just has a knife, <laughs> and she stabs the table with it. And his response to that is just kick her over. Like I'm just I'm gonna bonk you over the head and take you home anyway. <laughs> yeah, great scene. The '80s club scene was a violent time. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the only the only one of my quotes I have written down that you guys didn't cover was uh, uh, when Big Blue comes out of the out of the monster truck, walks into the bar with the thing on his right boot, the knife, uh-huh. and uh, and he's like, and Dalton goes, "We're close." And he's like, "I don't know. Looks like uh, everybody's, you know, what are all these people doing here?" And he's like, "Drinking and having a good time." <laughs> And he goes, well, that's what we're here to do. And then Dalton says, you're too stupid to have a good time. <laughs> he said that? Oh, is that, is that when he, like, and he, he kicks him? Yeah, bad guy. Like, it's so flings his leg it's up. It's so clearly like, <laughs> it's a, so like, a, like a doll. Like, it's oh, ridiculous. Yeah, like, like, that leg is bent at the knee. Yeah. The in, like, uh, they totally inverted yeah, away. That, that leg is at, like, a 15-degree angle, dude. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking insane. <laughs> so uh, I do have a couple other quotes written down, but they're from after. They're, in, they're not in the movie. So this is, <laughs> like, people's responses to Roadhouse. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so we got Roger Ebert. <laughs> so he had a lot to say, uh, but I, I summarized it with the very end of his uh, his his paragraph. And he says, this is not a good movie. <laughs> but viewed in the right frame of mind, it's not a boring one either. <laughs> that's, that's Which I think is a pretty fair review. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, I, I, I might agree with that. <laughs> uh, another one, Mark Titus, who uh, he's on the Ringer, which is like a network of podcasts. Uh, he he claims that Roadhouse invented the concept of "it's so bad it's good," and it yeah. is the standard by which every good bad movie should be judged. He huh. also points out in his article that there are a couple other movies that really kind of did it first, but this movie is so quintessentially like a bad movie that we all just love because it's so ridiculous. What do you remember what other movies he mentioned in that list? Uh, I didn't write them down. Ah. They uh that's an know, interesting theory before my time. Yeah. There I mean I feel like there's plenty of so bad as good movies before Roadhouse. Before For sure. Oh, For yeah. sure, but, but I mean, Roadhouse Top was Gun. like the first time that it was like people were going to the theater and were like that was really bad, but I actually kind of like that movie. Like that movie's <laughs> kind of sick. Like it's, yeah. it, it is bad because like the di- there's a bunch of just like throwaway dialogue. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe at the time it felt like throwaway, or more of it felt like throwaway. 
Because some of it I think is really good. I don't think any of the dialogue was any worse than any of the other action movies that were coming out in the 80s. Sure. Um, but yeah, it it is one of those movies that's just like so bonkers. Yeah, it's like it's nonsense. Like it's got it's like it's pineapple got like five Express. knife fight scenes on it. Like Pineapple and Express is yeah. just ridiculous the whole movie through. But it's that one was self aware. Like right. this movie they they doesn't seem it, yeah. to have a self aware. See, but I I think this movie does have that hint of self awareness. Like I think, I think that Patrick Swayze is even like, oh my god, how much hairspray are you guys gonna use <laughs> on me? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like the uh, the spirituality scenes. Like I think he he really believes that shit. Like in his character. Uh, he did get into character. He definitely yeah. played no, he, his he character. He was taking a character, yeah. seriously. Yeah. So so another good uh, offset quote was from Rowdy Harrington, who's our director. Uh, he said, it's the most fun I've ever had with my clothes on. <laughs> the That's director's name is Rowdy Harrington? Rowdy Harrington. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> made a Rowdy Harry movie. You can't make this movie without Rowdy. Uh, so you guys ready for some fun facts? Yeah. Uh, so easy one, Kelly Lynch, who plays Doc. She worked for she worked in an ER hospital for a month to, to prepare. Pre- prepare for the See, movie. this is what I'm saying. People took the movie seriously. The actors actually are like dedicated. There's not so a like, self awareness. So like, what, like, why did she need to work in an ER? Like, what did she like? She's there because of uh, uh, her well, naked body. So no, apparently, no, no, she, she actually no, know, learned how to stitch up somebody like the right way. Uh, and then when they got on set, they gave her a staple gun. She's like, nobody taught me how to use this. So she didn't know how to like do the stitches with the staple gun. So she had to like uh, act her way out of it. Yeah. But she had actually learned how to suture somebody, and they they just were like, no, that's not. What we're it gonna took do. a month to learn how to do that. She's an actor. She's an actress. So some fun facts. So, uh, well, <laughs> this is. I'm not going to do this as my first fun fact. Uh, so Wade Garrett. Gets his name from Pat Garrett, who is a sheriff who shot Billy the Kid. Hey. Okay. Um, and so there are a bunch of characters that are named after old, wet, old Wild West, like famous names. Well, there you go. So Brad Wesley, the main villain, he has the same last name as the middle name of John Wesley Hardin, who's the most notorious cold-blooded killer in the history of the West. He once fired through a wall into the next room of a hotel where he w- <laughs> where he killed a sleeping man who was snoring and it was bothering him. Uh, wow. Have so you heard of this guy? No. I've never heard. Uh, they decided to nickname Kelly Lynch's character Doc after Doc Holliday, which we all know. Hmm. Uh, the character who owns the barn that Dalton rents, his name is Emmett. We didn't know his name throughout most of that movie, but uh, uh, his okay. name is Emmett. So he has the first name of Emmett Dalton, who is the leader of the notorious bandit ring, the Dalton Gang. Huh. And then Dalton. And then Dal- is Dalton from that too? Uh, no. So uh, I, I don't have this written down, so it's not going to be word for word. But uh, Dalton came from, I believe it was Rowdy Harrington was driving through Kansas City and had stopped at like a roadhouse bar. And met some guy that was, like, super cool, and he was, like, this badass dude, and that guy's name was Dalton. Huh. And he was, like, huh. Like, this is a good... It is a great, like, this is the coolest guy in the room name Uh, for this movie. The Double Deuce bar owner, the guy's name is Tillman, uh, which is named after lawman Bill Tillman of Dodge City and Oklahoma fame. This movie must have been trying to, like, play off of... Western tropes. If oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, like the Wild West bar yeah. kind of situation. It's a modern day Wild West movie. I mean, you have Sam Elliott, who's like the the quintessential cowboy yeah. actor. It's a fake cowboy. <laughs> um, there's, there's another one of the heroes. I don't, I don't know this one. Uh, there's a character named Younger, who was the last name of Cole Younger, another notorious Western bandit and killer. Cool. I don't even remember that character, though. Uh, some other fun facts. The original cut of the movie was three hours and 20 minutes long. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of glad they cut that down. It was almost two hours as is. Yeah. yeah. Four, 14 more fights. I don't think scenes. it needed to be any longer than it was. Yeah, so, uh, which, <laughs> no. which you know, it's a good thing they cut cut it down that much. But there's a bunch of, uh, I was reading through, I, I couldn't actually find any of these deleted scenes, uh, but I found, like, descriptions of them and, like, people in the interviews talking about them. And I guess there's like a whole scene where Sam Elliott's character Wade Garrett is talking about his rose tattoo. Oh yeah, we were uh, curious because which, which is yeah. like a heart with a banner and it says rose. And when he gets killed, there's like blood running across that tattoo, and there's a clear shot of it. Yeah. Uh, and I guess there's like a whole five minute scene where he's explaining how, like, how and why he got the tattoo and like what it means to him, and it, and it applies way more to his backstory. I guess Sam Elliott's. Sam Elliott shot way more stuff, and they just when it came down to the cutting room floor, they were like, "Well, you know, we got to cut this out, cut this out, cut this out." Yeah. And so his character got reduced to just being like the mentor. I think he he stole every scene that he was in. He's oh, just, I mean, he has he's such just, a presence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's he's just it's the voice. Dope. Yeah. Uh, so what what else we got here? So Dalton's injuries in the movie are listed as two gunshot wounds. This one I don't really understand, but it says four stainless steel screws. You guys remember that? Do you? Like, I don't know if that's like when he's working on something. He showed a scar, but it didn't show anything about screws. Yeah, I don't Patrick know. Patrick Swayze? Uh, oh, no, was that like a, a medical thing when he went to the hospital? With his knee? Did he fuck his knee up? I don't know. They didn't put screws in. Like, you put screws no. when you have a broken bone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Webs- websites are trash. Uh, nine knife wounds mm-hmm. and 31 broken bones. <laughs> wow. That's why he brings his medical records to the so ho- hospital. Where were the broken bones? Oh, so you know what? So maybe this was all on his uh, medical Medical records. record, yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, somebody positive. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Okay. Wow. That makes more sense. Uh, so here's another fact from the movie. Well, not from the movie. This happened much later. Uh, a man named Eric Garner in 2014 was strangled by a New York police detect or police department officer. And, uh, the, I can't breathe Eric Garner. Yeah. Yes. And after that happened, uh, the NYPD began using that scene from roadhouse, uh, where he talks about the three rules as a mandatory three day course for 22,000 officers who are expected to be nice under pressure. (laughs) That's, and and supposedly it continues to be used in law enforcement rooms around the United States. Oh, wow, it was a, that was a good scene. Um, I mean, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they borrowed that from uh, legitimate bouncers, and they were like, "Hey, what you know? What's the secret tricks of the yeah. trade?" I mean, with how much they like spent behind the scenes preparing for their own roles, like you know, the ladies spending the month in the hospital getting ready. <laughs> I'm sure they did some interviewing that's of so how actual bouncers did it. That's so funny that she actually did that. Because what else has she been in? Like this is the the movie that she took really seriously, and this is obviously like she's. she's oh, you talking about Kelly Lynch? Yeah. Like, what has she been in other stuff? Uh, I didn't look her up. Yeah. Uh. 
Anyway. I don't I don't know her for anything else, but I wasn't born in 1989. <laughs> Uh, another, uh, so we jump into nominations. Oh, yeah. Uh, Any which, Oscars? Which generally, for this category, our movies are looking at Oscars and Academy Awards, and uh, which is the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Razzies? Uh, Razzies? Yep, this got, yeah. <laughs> it's got oh, nominated no, it got for Razzies. five Golden Raspberry Awards. <laughs> 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 uh, so it got nominated for Worst Picture. <laughs> what? Uh, nominated for worst actor Swayze. Wow, really? Really? It what really didn't fuck? do well with the, no. the critics. Uh, worst supporting actor Gazara, who is uh, Brad Wesley. I think that's unfair. Yeah, this is uh, ridiculous. All yeah. of these are unfair. Uh, worst director Rowdy Harrington, <laughs> and worst screenplay, which is David Lee Henry and Hilary Henkin. I think this is outrageous. I think that like I've seen well, movies. So, so Derek, the Razzies are like a joke. That's not like a real thing. No, I know that, but like you've they're meant to be it's for like the meant worst. to be like this is a like a, you know it's like a, a diss on a movie. But like there's yeah. plenty of '80s movies that got awards that were as, as corny, if not cornier, and you know like. Didn't get those kind of I, I certainly awards. don't think. Well, so so for the record, it only got nominated for those Razzies. It didn't win any. Oh, of them. Okay. Do you know who won? Uh, no, I didn't. Look, I was. I don't give a I, fuck about those movies. I would say, yeah, Patrick Swayze didn't deserve it. I would say that the bad guy, he was not a very good actor at all. No, he's just he got, classic Bond villain. Right, but like he was like his dialogue wasn't very good. I I don't think it was like written well for him. But he also didn't act it very good. He was like very like. Very theatery, very over the top theatery. His fight scenes were not good either. I think, I think, I think that's a fair nomination. Okay. Um, Supporting actor. Yeah. Uh, w- w- so we also got a uh, worst director. That's crazy. I, th- I thought the movie it's was pretty. Yeah. I thought the movie's at yeah. least it, it's cohesive. It makes sense. Yeah. It's a story yeah. like the screenplay thing. It's like this pretty. Is, there's there's, there's a story of good that shots makes sense. In it, you know. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. In huh. uh, screenplay, I mean, I don't know. The, the dialogue is. It's corny at points, but it's not bad. There's much worse dialogue. I mean, any Schwarzenegger movie has worse dialogue. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, but like, and it's you when you look at it, right? Like when I was watching the movie, I mean, we'll get to the you know, good movie versus entertaining movie in a yeah, bit. But yeah. like, I liked Patrick Swayze's character, you know, and I liked his girlfriend, and I thought that the bad guys were diabolical, and I liked them too. So it's like, maybe it's just you know, it's taste, obviously. But yeah. Well, I I think it's also. Uh, time period I think yeah. um, I don't know what was going on in 1989 but people just did not like this movie yeah. whereas like you watch it at any other point I mean because I I think I first watched this like 15 years ago and I loved it I was like oh my god I can't believe I've never seen this movie before which yeah. you know uh, for listeners who are joining for the first time my parents did not let me watch rated R movies until <laughs> I was 18 you know yeah. Uh, so you know, watching Roadhouse, I was like, I can't believe they didn't show me this one. This one's so good. <laughs> and then I've just loved it over the last, you know, decade or whatever. And now we're doing it on here. And again, resounding victory. It's a great movie. <laughs> well, should we find out if it's a resounding victory? With sure. The, the, the ratings? Uh, the uh, the rating system, uh, once again, we're doing two separate ratings. One of them is determining, you know, uh, how good is the movie in terms of uh, best picture material, if like, you know, uh, and in the other uh, scale is how entertaining was the movie? How watchable is it from just a, as a blockbuster? Like, would you enjoy seeing the movie? Um, who wants to start it off? 
you want to start? I can kick it off. All right. Uh, so you know I like to use the whole scale. You know, <laughs> yeah, one through ten. You know, I ain't doing any bullshit <laughs> over here. Uh, but as far as Academy, I mean, I feel like it deserves less, but I'm gonna give it a seven. I feel like it's a good movie. It, I enjoy it. It's got a good plot. There's good acting. Yeah, you gotta fight through some bad acting, but it's so action packed. It doesn't really matter. Like I, I think, you know, I like the direction that the movie went. So I'm gonna give it a seven for that. As far as enjoyment, I'm gonna give it the rare ten. I love this movie. Wow, wow. dude, you really sure. do love this movie. Yeah. Well, you were the one who picked this movie, right? Or was it Derek? Uh, I I, I suggested it, and yeah, Derek confirmed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What? So what was? I mean, I th- I guess you've covered this. What was like the nostalgia, like? Like what? Why do you put this movie at the top of Dude, like the your throat rip? Come on, man! <laughs> yeah, Dude, but he rips out a guy's trachea right out. <laughs> Dude, it's like yeah. like there is a there is a a skin barrier that prevents that from happening, and he just die. <laughs> he just digs in there and rips it out. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like that is the most gnarly kill. That's like straight up hand to hand combat, straight out of like a Japanese horror film. You know, if I but no, it's just Swayze doing his thing for the second time. That's the second time he's killed somebody like that. The second time, oh, because of the history of his character, right? (laughs) That's just his thing, ripping people's throats out, ripping throats. And you know, he was thinking about it when he was over that guy, and oh, he almost ripped a third throat. You could see the hands. Yeah. Which, okay, but that's also pretty inexplicable. <laughs> so you, Brad Wesley has been terrorizing these right. people. Oh, I should Brad say. Brad Wesley's been killing everybody in the town, and like he's controlling everything. Everybody hates him. He smashes yeah. up a dealership, smashes up a But bar, he, he wanted to let everybody stuff. else get their peace, you know? Shoot yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> and so then he, so he's like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm going to rip this guy, so a big bad guy. And he's like, ah. Yeah, the worst of them all. He's like the henchman the that isn't villain. actually really doing anything. He's just a henchman. I'll rip <laughs> that guy's throat. <laughs> But the actual bad guy, no, we're just gonna I, let him live. I should say the death count um, anyway. at some point. So we we calculated seven people died uh, <laughs> during the span of the movie. In in the movie, six of those people were killed by Patrick Swayze himself. Murderer. M- yeah. Oh wait, wait. Except, no, no. Except for the uh, the main guy. So actually, Patrick Swayze killed five people. The last guy, the big villain. Uh, was killed by everyone in the town. Everyone shot him. Well, then there was Patrick Swayze's friend who was killed by the bad yeah, guys. He, he was number seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So five guys. So Patrick Swayze went on a killing rampage five guys in a row, and then he gets to the main, like the most evil guy. The guy's been the villain throughout the whole movie, and he has his his fingers locked in the the throat snatching grip, and then he suddenly was like, just walks away. And I I didn't buy that part. Character arcs, baby. Right. Right. He's above it. So maybe He's in 1989 they had a right idea. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so you said uh, seven for uh, Se- seven for uh, quality of movie, yeah. and ten for entertainment value. How much I enjoyed it, which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give very many tens. That's that could wow. be one of the few tens that I give. I mean that's how I feel about Cliffhanger and Point Break. But, um, Dakota, how do you how do you rank this movie? I'm gonna give it double fours. Really? Double fours. Yeah. It, this is a bad movie. <laughs> this is a, this is a terrible movie. Like so, <laughs> it's the 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 choreo- Like so, the whole movie it 
is dependent on fight scenes, right? How many fight scenes? There's nine fight scenes, right? Yeah. The choreography on all those fight scenes are terrible. <laughs> it is pretty bad. Terrible. What yeah. are you talking about? Are you about? kidding me? The choreography Each fight's is a little bit different. There's no, different the, obstacles. The choreography on the, the, the knives fight scenes are, different. are horrendous, dude. There's a part, terrible. Where, the, there's a part where the singer like is yeah. like on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There there there's like there's so many misconnections. That's not a big deal. There there there's so many <laughs> misconnections with the punches. The fucking leg at a 15 degree angle. With the so uh, so bad. The, like for a movie that is is basically uh, a redneck kung fu movie. It's, that's what <laughs> that's it is. It's so funny. It's a redneck kung fu movie. It's a redneck it, kung fu yeah. movie. It, it's choreographed. For real. Terrible. Like Patrick yeah. Swayze knows, like in the movie, he's doing like swing, spin around kicks to the yeah. face. Yeah. And like ju- hardcore jujitsu moves. Like, well, he's so, not doing jujitsu, but he's probably doing karate. He like so, lifted a guy over his like leg, like flipping him. It was crazy. I guess there's a little jujitsu yeah. in, in the final scene. So, so, so for it for over. it to not nail its main point of the movie, which is kung fu and fighting, that's give like a little cohesiveness. So it's yeah. four for for uh, quality. Four for quality, and and I mean like so oh, and, my, and entertainment. Oh, my force, my, yeah. my entertainment is rating it like based on. The idea of all these other movies, right? Like, yeah. you know, the the best movie of the '80s and '90s for me, entertainment-wise, would be a ten, right? This this is a four. Like the the fight scenes, to me, they get pretty repetitive. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's the same fucking bar fight over and it's the same bar fight over and over again. They're just throwing people, you know, so th- through a chair, through a table, whatever. I hear you, um, but the, like the throat rip is fantastic. Best scene in the whole set. That's the best fight scene in the movie. There's, there's, yeah, that was pretty cool. Ton, there's a ton of fighting in the movie, right? And I think the whoever choreographed all the fights did actually a really good job of making sh- like because imagine this guy's tasked with like you got to do nineteen fights in this movie, and he's like ah you know well let's have, let's make each one interesting each but one's it's, a it's, little bit different it's, we're it's kicking co- a guy out of the out of the manager's office and then that like sprawls out into the bar yeah. and they're like kicking a guy over a railing. You know, th- that's completely different than the fight scene where some you fights know. are right. inside, some fights right. are outside. Yeah, but some it's like knives are in your hand, some knives are on your. <laughs> right, you know? it's qu- it's quantity over quality. Like the the fight scenes, yeah, they're different, but like the actual fighting in them is not well done in any way, shape, right. or form. Agreed, disagree. Right. Yeah, it's it's ho- horribly done. Like if if you go back and watch it, like the like I said, the plenty of punches don't connect. Yeah, um, I saw a, a, a lot of it, a lot of the fighting is very cartoonish. Like literally, they had one where it was like very clearly like a prosthetic leg on somebody's shoulder. Oh, that was like hilarious. It was so rid- it was ridiculous. Yeah, the it was ridiculous. Leg was so obvious. Yeah, like like none of it, n- none of the fight scenes came came across as actual fight scenes to me. Like that, th- none of those are how fight scenes actually play out. None of that. So I w- I would have say, have you been in a fight? Yeah, I I have. Uh-huh. Yeah, have you been in a bar fight? I have been in a bar. You've fight. been in a bar yeah. fight. Yeah, I have been in a bar fight. I haven't been in a Patrick I haven't been in a Patrick's Crazy Roadhouse bar fight, but I've been <laughs> in a bar fight. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Did you win? We no, got, but they have like, time. You can get they, into they it. They have like f- four people right against Patrick Swayze or whatever, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. all ta- they're all taking turns, and they're like it's very like karate like, right? That's not sure. It's a showdown, right? It's a, it's it's very karate like. First of all, the karate's bad. Second of all, kar- like the karate's not bad. It's bad. Terrible. It is so bad. I don't know. So bad. If you if you compare it to like a, a good martial arts movie, it's bad. Right. I don't know about you guys, but I've heard enough. <laughs> <laughs> shit, you shut your mouth about. And then yeah, as as far as entertainment value, like there's there's some good scenes, but it fight scenes become repetitive. Huh, so you, okay. you know, I right. saw you no, laughing like 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 the it. whole time. 
Yeah, yeah, I saw the, you laugh. At, yeah, it's yeah, not it was, supposed you, to be a funny dude, movie. You made us replay that "I want your ass in my trophy." That was so good. Three yeah. times, so See? good. So entertainment <laughs> yeah. in terms of yeah. entertainment, yeah, it sounds like you liked it. Well, you said a four. I, th- I think you probably inter- enjoyed it more than that. Yeah. But, I, I, well, I, I just, I just want to know what his score would be without moments like that. You know. But oh, yeah. I mean, huh. the, the scale is: is it a good movie and is it an entertaining movie? I saw you pretty entertained there. I mean, the, so the the throat rip scene was very entertaining, and then the. I, I want your ass on my wall was, was awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna try to change that, you. I think, that, I think but that's that's, that's more entertaining in a ba- in a bad way. Double right? fours. Double fours. Yeah. Um, so in terms of you know blockbuster, or hold on, no. In terms of like Academy Award, good acting, good plot, that kind of movie. Yeah. Good I'd writing, give this good movie directing. a four. Wow. Um. I don't. You know. Usually I tend to lean the other way, but I, you know. This, <laughs> yeah. this movie like. If you're looking at like, is it a you know the quality of like the actor? Are they good actors? Is it good acting? Is it good lines? Good dialogue? Whatever? Good action scenes? No. Yeah, but yeah. in terms of entertainment, this is peak Sam Elliott. In, ter- in terms of entertainment and like, is it is it a good movie? Is it a watchable movie? Is it a theater movie that I'd love to see? Man, like, I don't want to give it a ten. <laughs> Because but you but you do want to give it, a but 10. I kind of do. Like I'm gonna give it a nine. I'm gonna give it a nine because there is more entertaining movies out there that I think deserve a ten. So yeah. I'm gonna give this one a nine on the watchability because yeah. I laughed because like despite the bad acting and despite the the cheesiness, I thought that all added. I think it's a, definitely a. It's not a good uh, a good to be good movie. It's a bad good movie. You know, it's a yeah. It's, it's a so good. Bad. It's a good bad movie. So bad. Yeah, it's it's so bad that it's good. It's one of those, like, like, and I loved bad it. Bad movie. It's a good bad movie. Yeah, and I yeah. and I loved it because of that. It was very entertaining. Like the ridiculousness of the scenes, the ridiculousness of the fights, the ridiculous romance. It was so ridiculous, and I laughed the entire time. And so I was thoroughly entertained. I'd give it a nine for sure. So nine on entertainment, or I'll start with the bad. Four on <laughs> on scale of is it a good movie and yeah. nine in terms of entertainment. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna join the three of you guys on four, for uh, critical acclaim. I I'm sorry. It, I mean, yeah, it was a uh, a so bad it's a good movie, and uh, yeah, it's it's just a movie that leaned on a string of fight sequences and nudity, and then like some really cliche characters and some really cheesy villains. Yeah. Dude. Um. <laughs> so, but I mean, I agree. It was entertaining. I thought it would be more entertaining than I ended up uh, experiencing. I actually thought uh, going back to like the fight sequences after a while just sort of became boring to me, which I think was is like the opposite effect of what they were intending. That's how, it's just, that's like, how I felt only, too. There's only so many times you can hit it and it, like keep it interesting, and I, I, they didn't really do that for me. So I think I would give it a six on entertainment value for me. Uh, but yeah, four and six. For sure. All right. I mean, is is this peak Sam Elliott? Is there a better Sam Elliott movie? Is he known for anything more? Big um, Lebowski. He's he's in Big Lebowski, but is a that is that a born. better, more consequential character than Wade Garrett is in Roadhouse? I feel I feel like I feel like that's that's a more iconic Sam Elliott role than this movie. Interesting. You guys ever seen Gettysburg? Just do you, do you think that Sam Elliott <laughs> gets the job for Big Lebowski if he's not? No, no, pro- probably not. But I'm, but I'm saying like that, that movie is so much more ingrained in popular culture than Roadhouse. 
Like Big Lebowski is such Big a more pop- yeah Big Big yeah, Lebowski is such a more sure. bigger movie, more popular movie, more quotable movie. Yeah, and he's the narrator totally. of that movie. Do you and think, I think he made more money on that movie too? I I think it's likely, but it's also it's like like that's the Sam Elliott you kind of picture in your head, the cowboy hat, the like sure. really gravelly voice, the you know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah, the Sam not Elliott. The long I hair, sexy man. Yeah. Huh. Well, but I guess I, that's I like your opinion, guess, man. We, yeah, we should ask our uh, our mothers maybe. <laughs> what do you th- oh when, when you think of Sam Elliott? I, what do you think of I th- Big Lebowski or do you think of I think of fake Roadhouse. cowboy? It's a fake ass. I mean, cowboy. he is so cool. He's a sexy cowboy. He's a, he's a sexy cowboy, but he's, he, he's an L.A. cowboy. He's he's the perfect cre- perfect he, example of an L.A. He's cowboy. the Creedence Clearwater revival of <laughs> acting. That's what he is. Right. A, a, a Louisiana band that's from the San Bay Francisco. Area. He's from the <laughs> Bay Area too, and then he moved to uh, uh, Oregon. Sam Elliott. Oh, really? I think he's huh. from Sacramento. But not oh. not a cowboy. I'm a Sacramento boy, nine one six. Well, um, so that that wraps it up for this. Uh, what'd you call it? A redneck kung fu movie. Redneck kung fu movie. <laughs> Which is <laughs> it's kind of perfect. Yeah, I think so. I but yeah, um, I dig it. All right, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll we'll find a movie to uh, to view next time and. Uh, See you then. This is your father's favorite movie. R.I.P. Patrick Stewart. God bless you.